What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is John and Kevin's Big Stupid Podcast. I'm Kevin. And I'm John. And today, yet another what? guest. Another guest? Another guest another in guest. studio. We, we've been it's doing been, this. It's been about but, a month. Yes, but I think it's good. I, yeah, I think it's good. We're, uh, you know, letting people in, mm-hmm. listening, you know, and, you know. It's it's a variety. Yes. We're giving our, our, our fans, uh, our tens of uh, tens, of, tens of listeners, a, a, a plethora of things to, to choose from. But today, today oh, oh. we have Mark Fusco. Nice. Mark nice. Fusco joining us, ladies and gentlemen. I'll wow. clap a little louder. But... <laughs> <What's up? laughs> um, so you guys are saying uh, to yourselves, just like last week when we had Jeff Nichols on, you said, who the fuck is Jeff Nichols? <laughs> so you're probably saying to yourself, who the fuck is <laughs> Mark Fusco. Fusco. <laughs> uh, so Mark Fusco uh, is, is a friend of mine, okay, and um, he um, traveled to um, Ghana over the summer, yeah. and he is a uh, established photographer. Not so, as established. <laughs> as well, we gotta pump it but up. We'll talk. We'll talk about that. Um, so yeah, let's jump into. Um, Let's jump into you. You traveled to Ghana over the summer, and you know, I, I really want to dig into that and talk about that. So, well, do you want to start with the whole why photography thing, or you want to just jump right into Ghana? Well, I Ghana was Ghana's a different thing, right? You didn't you didn't go there strictly for photography. It was just um, you, so it's, you did it's, some work there, right? Yeah. So, I'm what you would consider a social documentarian. Um, I started as a fine art photographer about, it's about five years now. Um, I'm in education. Uh, wow. This is the story. Can fucking I'm go sorry. on forever. Now I know why so, we can talk for three hours. Sorry about, sorry the, about education. the education part. <laughs> I know, it's man. a rough time for, I see the articles and yeah. I see all this stuff. It's a rough time for teachers. We have but. a lot of friends that are teachers. Yeah. And, right, we're not going to get to <laughs> We could do, we could do uh, a whole mini series on it, it's a good, education it's a, system. It's a good gig. It's when, you, when you're in the classroom, you know, that's the best part. But, um, so my mom was a teacher, my dad was a teacher, my grandma was a teacher, my aunt was a teacher, my uncle was a teacher. It seems like everybody was a teacher, so it was like, it was, it was written for me. Um, and I was a bad student, which makes it even more of a reason to be a teacher, yeah. because I think like the average teacher is something like a C-plus student or something like that. But fortunately, for, in my case, it, it, it worked out because I think I understand... Um, like the challenges that students face, especially like 15, 16, 17 year old kids, because that's when I struggled the most. But um, education afforded me the ability to kind of travel a lot over the summer. And in the summer of 2011, I was going through a difficult time. So I really was like, damn, what the hell am I going to do for 10 weeks? I'm off. Um, so I wanted to volunteer. So that I'm bringing this up because my last summer experience was a volunteer experience but we'll get to Ghana in a minute in 2011 I uh I went to Brazil I went to Rio de Janeiro and um I volunteered there for 10 weeks um and initially I was just like oh I'll go for two weeks and my parents my stepfather was like come on man go you're gonna be back in two weeks it's gonna suck he's like just go I'm telling you book 10 weeks you'll love it and I'm like oh my god this guy's crazy but I did it now is this something your parents did um, the volunteering stuff? Or no, is this my parents that... just 
I, I love them to death. You know, they work really hard. They're, they're homebodies for the most part. You know, they, they stay local. But I think they just love to see when their kids take chances. Mm-hmm. So I went down there for 10 weeks. And I'll never forget it. You know, going to the airport. At this time, I didn't shoot photography. I really didn't do anything. But mom was an art teacher for 45 years. Um, so on the way to the airport, I was like, oh, my God, I don't have a camera. And it was like the first, around the time of the first iPhone. So I didn't know how well the iPhone would operate or whatnot. Um, but I knew it had a, a better camera than, you know, the traditional flip phone. Um, so to get to the airport, Newark Airport, we would uh, we exit Hoboken, go through Jersey City. And if you know anything geographically about downtown, um, mm. there's a Best Buy right there. So we stopped at Best Buy really quick. Um, and it was cool because there was a really cute, you know, <laughs> a really cute, um, a really cute sales camera? clerk. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, 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 it was funny. That's the best part of the story. My girl, my girl will kill me for this part of the story. But it was cool because my mom didn't speak Spanish, and and I, I'm fortunate enough to have learned Spanish, you know, and so. Got to flirt a little bit. I didn't get a discount on the camera, but I got the <laughs> camera. Tried. I tried. You tried. Uh-huh. But um, it was cool. It was just, you know, it makes for a really beautiful day. Mom dropping me off. It was the first time I was really leaving on my own. Um, I I believe at that time I was about... Your mom and dad went on a cruise. 26. Left. Yeah, right. like, no, no, no. Get the they fuck out. Oh, oh, no, 10 no. weeks. 10 weeks. I had 10. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 not to. Oh, no. You're going to love it. Yo, you're going to be in Brazil. <laughs> so <laughs> nice there. You're going to be building houses and mud nah. and shit. Oh, no, no. 10 weeks. <laughs> they, they, I, I've been living on my Dude, own. Dude, you, you got on the plane. They popped the fucking yeah. cork. Bang! <laughs> <laughs> Everybody get out! He's no. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Nah, they were just driving me to the so airport. I'm here for the gangbang. <laughs> Man, you can't put it past them. You never know. But um, it was cool, dude. So I went down there. I the <laughs> no, go do some work down there all summer. All right, I'm sorry. No, I like it. Man. I was thinking about my mom gangbanging. Uh, <laughs> Not, you know, not where I want my head to be. But I bring up the Best Buy story because I was able to get a little point and and shoot camera. And that truly changed my life because when I went down there, I did feel alone. I mean, I met a bunch of wonderful people. We lived in a house together. It was a uniquely Brazilian experience, but I was more exposed to people from the UK, from Australia. I was going to say, did you, when you went down and the people that you were staying with, did you... You stayed with other people that were on a trip or it was local people or... Yeah, so I stayed with people who were volunteering. The volunteer organization owned a home. Okay. It was an old Portuguese slave mansion in a region called Santa Teresa. Um, Really beautiful colonial, Portuguese colonial uh, home. Uh, But it was all foreigners. Freeze, listen closely. (laughs) (laughs) We have a a friend. We have a friend. He... he, uh, He's obsessed with Portuguese culture. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he needs to go check out Santa Teresa. Well, where'd he go? He went to Croatia a couple times and did some uh, work, like some humanitarian stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, oh, really? Croatia? He was, in Croatia. Like, was he in, like, Saudi Arabia or some shit? Yeah, he's, done, yeah, he's done some stuff yeah. like that, so. All right, so. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, I went there just to, like, do, to, I guess, essentially be a gym teacher, phys ed instructor, but... The way the schooling was working during the time of of the year was kids got to choose if they went to school for four hours in the morning or four hours in the afternoon. And so those kids 
to keep them off the streets out of the favelas what we would do is we'd work with them either in the morning or the afternoon when they weren't in school yeah but these kids were just incredible athletes there was nothing that i could really do for their lives at seven <laughs> years old they were they were killing it but luckily i had the camera so mm-hmm. I so was you went just, down to essentially teach I or, went down like, there to teach and to like run like a summer sports program. Okay. But the summer sports program was already established yeah. by this organization. Mm-hmm. You could go there, you could build homes, you could go feed the homeless, you could do cleanup, you know, whatever it was. Um, and I decided because I was teaching at this point that, hey, you know what, I'll go and teach. It won't be too far from what I need to now, do. You said to keep them out of the favelas? What is, what is that? Yeah, so the favela is uh, essentially, I mean, I'd hate to use this term, they're... they're they're considered slums um there's no real number i mean they only have estimations of like the population uh there's no real set numbers uh it's just difficult living conditions um a lot of poverty extreme poverty i've heard about the houses down there they have to have the fences around them to avoid the squatters yes squatting yeah well i guess i guess that's probably a that's probably a more accurate de- depiction of what a favela is. It's it's people essentially squatting on land. And, I mean, some of these favelas, I know there's one favela, um, it's called Hosinha. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's where Neymar comes from, but don't quote me on that. But um, I think it's got something close to over a million people. And their shanty towns essentially built on the side of, of mountains using different rubbish and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen them. But, um... Pictures. The the crazy thing is, you know, these kids are incredible soccer players. I'm just taking photos. I feel alone to a certain degree, making new friends, but I did, you know, I miss my family. So I would send these images home, um, back to mom. And it was cool because it gave us an opportunity to connect because then she'd be like, oh, I like the way you shot that that angle. But maybe if you want to take it from a different angle, you know, her art background is yeah, yeah, yeah. coming through. And so it was cool. It was just like, wow, these pictures are cool. They're, but the camera was shit, so the quality wasn't super. Yeah. Um, but it was good enough. It I was, was happy with that. It was good to cut your that. teeth on, you know? Yeah, of course. So essentially, I, I came back home, you know, went to work. And then the next, next summer, I, I wanted to do something again. I, I did uh, another eight weeks away. I went from... And I bought an open ticket. Oh, your parents are probably pissed, right? Eight weeks? Uh, nah, <laughs> I don't I'm like obsessed with that. I'm obsessed, I'm obsessed, I'm obsessed with the parents sending you off. I didn't, I didn't live there. I, you know, they, what they, and I don't want to say they were upset about it because they were very loving about it. I have my own place, but I would leave my dog with them. And so kind of a more responsibility, but mm-hmm. I'd rather the dog be there than in a kennel. Yeah. Um, so you fucked up their vacation. I did, I did. <laughs> but you know, they stayed local, so yeah, I gave yeah, them yeah, something yeah. to do. Um, then the following summer, um, sort of like an open ticket, but I didn't really have a, a plan. I just flew into London and I gave myself uh, eight weeks to somehow, someway get to Madrid. Whatever was going to happen in between happened. So um, I had this camera, the same camera. I didn't upgrade or anything like that. And I had the iPhone I had upgraded. And I was like, well, you know, they take the same quality type pick. So that summer it was... I, I went to England, then I made my way down to Morocco from Morocco, and then uh, spent three weeks in Morocco, and then took a boat across Gibraltar and started to do a tour of southern Spain, documenting that. But again, it was more just pretty pictures as opposed to real substance. So mm-hmm. it was beautiful to look at these things. I was educating myself, but again, looking back now in retrospect, 
it lacks substance. Mm-hmm. But something powerful happened on this trip, and I think everything happens for a reason. Even when I look at what's happened over the past few days, which I'll tell you about, um, I made a wrong turn. I was supposed to travel east originally, and I met a group of hippies, and they were like, nah, man, you got to travel west. And um, when I made that that decision to go west, I met a group of Italian photographers. And they were able... I was like, oh, I take pictures. And I, and I showed them the pictures. And uh, what they told me... And they, these guys had incredible cameras. And I'm still friends with them today. Love, love them. Um, they said, you have really, really good composition. And I said, but what you need to work on is, you know... The, the subject matter You need to get More intimate with the stuff And I said wow You know What is composition mm-hmm. And they said It's how he fits stuff In the box And then I started To pay close attention To that Came home Started teaching Kept in contact Next summer A friend of mine Bought a camera I told him I was going away And I had planned A month in Peru And I focused That whole month On just composition And trying to get Closer to my subjects Images came out Awesome Still in retrospect, they, the stories could have been deeper. There were mm-hmm. portraits of just random people as opposed to, who are these random people? What, what was their morning like? What did mm-hmm. they do today? You know, where's the real humanity behind the image as opposed to just, okay, that's a pretty llama next to a lady. Um, so I came home, I bought a camera, and then I, I really started working hard. And since then, I, I went back to Europe. I shot Italy more intimately. Um, France more intimately, um, Italy, France, and then uh, went to Chile, and this is where it began to change. Um, uh, I had a friend; his mom passed away, and he sort of needed to get away. And we went down to Patagonia. I don't know if you're familiar. Patagonia is the southern tip of Argentina and Chile. It's about mm-hmm. uh, 600 miles from Antarctica, and so we went in their summertime and. Uh, Interesting thing is their summertime, nighttime temperatures are down to like 20 degrees, 70 mile an hour winds. Um, It's just crazy. Mm -hmm. And I did a photo story on him and it was about kind of coming to to grips or to terms with his mom's loss. Um, Man, these podcasts are funny because it's like I feel like I'm talking forever. No, 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 you don't. Just go, man. I'm getting questions. Don't worry. I got you. Um, something happened on that trip too that is sort of like divine intervention and man it's hard for me to to stay on track because I think a lot in life happens divinely and so one morning we woke up we had to be downstairs because you fly into Santiago Chile Santiago is if I'm not mistaken it's the largest city in South America Um, largest city in South America Beautiful people, beautiful climate, beautiful culture. Um, And we spent a few days there. And then we had to wake up to catch another flight to essentially the bottom of the world. And, man, I haven't told this story in a little bit, so I might miss key details. But the most important thing you need to know is we woke up at 6, got downstairs for 6.30. I mean, we spent thousands of dollars to go. I had to sell my motorcycle. Um, and my motorcycle was my baby. It was my life. But yeah. I knew I needed to get to Patagonia. You guys should really check it out. It's an incredible place. We had get all our equipment ready. Taxi comes late. The hotel was supposed to get the taxi there for 6.30. And there's only like one flight every few days that actually goes down to Patagonia. Mm-hmm. 
and you need to be there at the exact time yeah. to make the hike, come around, and yeah. finish. And we missed the flight. Oh, oh dude, I call, I felt my balls like pull yeah. up inside my yeah, body. I, I was nervous. I mean, I spent thousands of dollars. Like, oh. as like you mentioned, with teaching, there's not a lot of dough on it. So I spent. And this is during one of our, our school breaks for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was down there. Actually, it wasn't Thanksgiving. It was one of our November breaks. Because I remember waking up in Patagonia. Fortunately, I got convention. there. Yeah, my kids it was have teacher all convention. That teacher convention. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I woke up and Donald Trump was the president. My dad. <laughs> uh, this is crazy. But the, the, the nutty thing was, we had it. Dude, I don't know how I did it. I'm with my best friend. He doesn't speak any Spanish. Well, I was able to negotiate with the hotel. They even checked the cameras what time we were downstairs, what time was the, the call set up for for the taxi. And they fucking bought us first-class flights down to Patagonia. Get the Holy shit. For the next day. But check this out. So I'm like, all right, well, at least we'll, you know, we'll lose a day, whatever. Um, we'll lose a day. But what... At least we get to go. And so we're just kind of farting around for the day. What are we going to do? I'm going around shooting. I meet this kid. I was working on a... Not a story. It's still an ongoing project. It's called Playing in Traffic. Um, It's basically people in traffic all over the world. From every place I've been, I've been working on playing in traffic. So this guy is a a street peddler. So he plays soccer. And he plays soccer in the middle of the street. You know, and people give him money. So I was taking some photos of me. I had really awesome tattoos on his hands. Um, so one of the shots was hold the ball, right? Um, I shared it on social media. Talk about leveraging social media. Um, a new gallery in Jersey City opened up. They, it was a friend of a friend from college. She reached out to me and she was like, I'm opening a gallery. Do you think you'd like to exhibit this? And I was like, yeah, sure. I would love that shit. You know, yeah. what, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? No. And, <laughs> shit in a fucking <laughs> But it all, it all occurred from this mistake. She goes, all right, well, send me your portfolio over electronically. I'll check it out. She's like, because I'd love to give you this, this opportunity. I said, cool. So I sent her the portfolio, and she's like, I want to change everything. She's like, I want to use 20 photos. I want to use 20 photos, not just that one. It was curated beautifully. Patagonia went well. The story... With my friend, you know, I love it. I haven't really shared it with many people. I, I think it needs some work, and I need to revisit the photos in, like, a year or so because it's something, like, I can look at the photos, but in the moment, they don't, they don't do it for me. And I can go back a year later, and I look at it, and it's like, oh, my God, that's what I saw. So I had the gallery show, and I'm just like, shit, I can't believe I'm here, you know? It's in Jersey City. It's in a cool area of the Heights. Really beautiful gallery. Um, really beautiful. And, I mean, there were really established artists there that night. And the, the images were only like five by seven images. And they were selling for $500. Holy I couldn't shit. believe it. Five by Jesus seven. Christ. I but they were done pictures. well. I know. <laughs> dude, I'm just, I mean, yeah, man. I, I, I don't even think I have 500 bucks in my check in the gallery now. Um, but, um, but, yeah, we sold out. We sold out. Holy shit, that's everything. Awesome. Yeah, it was so cool. It was a really awesome experience. Um, and that's when I was kind of on, you know, this high, like, shit, you know, I, I could do this. Um, so I took that money. I got an, another new camera. Um, I also took a trip to Cuba. And 
in Cuba, I got... Yeah, I saw that. I, I saw that on your uh, 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 Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, that, yeah, that was interesting that you were able to go. I, like, when was that, last year, I think? Yeah, I think it was that, um, early 2017. Until, that's when they opened up. Yeah, they now, opened when you, up. Now, when they opened up, were you, like, dying to go there just knowing you could? Um, I actually, I got to tell you something. I, um... I really wanted to go when I couldn't go, when I wasn't allowed to. I used uh-huh. to I used to date a, a girl in Mexico. She's a wonderful person. Um, and she'd always be like, hey, let's go to Mexico. Let's go to Mexico. And I was always like a little apprehensive. But that's really when I wanted to go because I thought, I, I think it, it added more value to the images, you know, because now... A lot of people can go, and a lot of people... It's open. It's its like hunting yeah. season, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I thought it would have been cooler, but I think that's probably stems from ego. Because I think ego isn't... Obviously, everybody has ego. But it it's from a more... It's, for, it's from a place of ego to let me go when no one else can go because only I can go. And I mean... Th- that's not going to make an image better or worse. The only thing that's going to do is feed the ego. And I, I got to, I got to stay away from that if I want to make better images. I don't, I don't think it necessarily doesn't make it better. I, 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 because, like I, like I see images of, like shit that's going down in North Korea, you know, and you know nobody should be taking pictures in, in North Korea. You know what I mean? So, so to. To see, you know, to kind of like give it like a peek behind the curtain of, of what's going on. I don't I don't think that's, uh, you know what I mean? I don't think it's necessarily like a, a bad thing, you know? Yeah, no, I get that. But what I, what I mean when I say that is for me to go, I mean, I, I want to see what's going on in places in the world I've never been. But for me to go when I wasn't allowed to go would have been like... Me putting a feather in my cap, uh, like yeah, oh, I yeah. went when I wasn't allowed. Oh, to yeah. And oh, so, so that's what I mean is from I was operating from a place of ego, mm-hmm. where yeah, yeah. if I want to make better images that are more intimate and inviting, and it can't, it, they, there should be no ego in it because yeah. then it becomes like, again, oh, I sold out, yeah, blah blah blah. But it doesn't mean anything really, you know, and now. Luckily, I, I'm getting better. Everybody has it. Everybody has it. Um, but I just want to create from a more like selfless place, and that kind of goes into to the Ghana work. Now, bef- before we before we got on the um, we we started recording, you told us that story about um, the guy from National Geographic. Yeah. That like kinda, I won't name his name because kinda, I do love the guy. I, I you know I do owe him a lot. We kind of put you in your place a little bit. Yeah, but, but well, my my question is, um, shit. What was my question? <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh god, what was it about like what 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 was wrong with the photos or like? All right, now I remember. <laughs> Uh, are, you, are you sure? Yes, this right, I, right. I remember. I know, now I know. It almost took us so ten minutes. When to you run. did the when you did the um, when you had that when you had that run in, you had that meeting um, with National Geographic guy, and he he told you what he told you. 
how long ago was that? That was summer 2017. Okay, so it wasn't that long ago. No, it was not. Because after you said after he told you that you you like put down the camera for a while. Yeah, I right? put the camera down. Because I remember asking you, like, hey, you got anything going on with your, you know, you know, I, I think I said to you, like, do you have anything showing anywhere or whatever? And you're like, you're like, nah, I got away from that. And I just, I wanted to, I wanted to like plug that, plug that into like, that's, um, that's where that story is taking place. Yeah. So that was in summer of 2017 in Georgia, the Republic of Georgia. Um, I studied, uh, I took a workshop with uh, a Nat Geo photographer who I, I look up to immensely. Um, now, and he's a very loving guy, but I wasn't expecting such a harsh critique. Um, but I got uh, my work critiqued, and I was, again, understandably so. I was on a little bit of a high for, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, a pretty novice photographer to... To you know, just get even asked to show anywhere. Even I was a little willing, bit of a dude. Claim, I was, know? I was even willing, like just to backtrack. I was even. I told people like, "Yo, I'll put my stuff up in in Dunkin' Donuts." Like, I don't care. I just wanted to show stuff. Yeah. I didn't even ask to sell. Like, I was just willing to put it up anywhere. So naturally, I was on a little bit of a high. And my mom's always super supportive. My dad's super supportive. Um, but they're very, my dad's more reluctant about things. So mm-hmm. that night to see him like, oh shit, man, maybe you are kind of right. You know, <laughs> you're crazy, but you're a little right. So to see all that, take that in, of course, I was on a high. Then I go out to Georgia. Um, I show my work um, to this photographer. After, you know, we had a really wonderful working session for, for the majority of the week. Um, and then he just basically said the work was crap. Um, and in that moment, in that moment, I was completely deflated. Now, 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 looking back on it, you like I don't want to. I'm sorry, I want to cut you off. But do you think he just did it because he could, or because he was being a dick, or or arrogant in his own way? Because like, you know, like you well, got you got to think. This is of, a good you, question. You, well, you got to think of it that way too, because you know it, it's it's he works for National Geographic. You don't. Right. You know, and, and you know, it's kind of like trashing somebody because you're at the top or you're the top dog and you're going to, you know, try to kick people down or. I do think it was to help. I do think it was to help 100 percent. But it's harsh. But the fact that it was as harshly as it was. I'll explain. I'll give you a great analogy. The way you described the guy and the relationship that you had that that week or whatever, I don't think I don't think he was trying to like. Pump himself up by putting you down. Nah, dude's established. And, and you and you said after you, you know, you put you put the camera down for a while, and then you went back to it, and shit changed. Yeah, you know, and and that was the whole that was the whole reason. And I think I think that's his that was his goal. Yeah, and I mean, look, these guys have been in the industry forever, so they're used to critiques. I hadn't been critiqued since high school art, which was the only class that I ever excelled in. Um, and that I think is part of the reason why I always loved art because it's like you're not, you don't make mistakes in art. You do what you want to do, make and happy you do accidents. exactly, yeah, <laughs> my boss. Um, but it's kind of like you do what you want. You have creative license. But this guy was telling me like, no, this this sucks, and he said it a lot more harsh than that. But the truth is, 
And I'm just going to put it how someone once put it to me. They said, look, think about when you're in Little League or, you you know, when you, you played uh, soccer or basketball, right? Think about the coaches. The coaches sometimes, if, if the coach thinks you don't have any skill or talent whatsoever, they're usually much more gentle with you and mm-hmm. they're like, hey, it's okay, kid. You know, you'll get him, boom, give you the pat on the back and that's it. And then I think about kids in my own class. Sometimes if, if the kid just maybe isn't into history or, you know, they're having challenges with writing, hey, we'll get it, we'll get it, okay? But if there's a kid who operates at a certain level and from what this photographer told me, initially we went there for like film class and stuff, he was like really taken back by my work. But then when I showed him the photography, he kind of went ape shit on me. So it makes me think of my own students in the sense where sometimes if a kid's operating at this level up here and then the next assignment he gives you or the next paper he gives you is down here, you're going to be shocked. You're kind of in a much more uh, a polite manner. I'm going to go at him. I'm going to challenge him to be better. And so in the moment, I felt like he was just yeah beating me up. But now, a little bit over a year later, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. And I reached out to him and I told him that yeah. because he challenged me to get closer, to stop just taking pretty scenery. And he's like, look, if you want to take pretty scenery, go for it. But that's not what I'm into. That's not storytelling. Yeah. And it changed my whole approach. And the whole last year has all been storytelling. Now, now, do you think that at that time, your focus was in a different direction? And it was basically, you showed him something that maybe... Like he wasn't into, you know what I mean, and and it, this is the direction you wanted to go in, yeah. and it, and and this is something that pushed you to take that maybe that direction a little more seriously, or is it just like, you know, like like what at that time what were you trying to do? Were you trying to? I was trying to make trying pretty to paint pictures. The pictures. That's mm-hmm. it. I was what, just what, trying to make a pretty picture. I see a pretty picture, and oh, I'm going to wait for the sun to go at yeah, this yeah, yeah. angle, mm-hmm. and I'm going to try to capture it with these two right. people going this way. And that's good and great and all, but for me, oh my God, especially now, I don't think I ever wanted to make images like that. Yeah, yeah. I never wanted to just make images that were the outside looking in. I wanted to be. You wanted to be a storyteller. I wanted to be a storyteller, uh, yeah, right. and so, I didn't know how. So that's probably one of the best things that happened to you. It is, yeah, I understand uh, that. Hands now. down, the best thing. Because he probably, he probably saw some potential, and he's like, he's doing what that the shit hell wrong. Are you doing? You're doing it wrong, so now you got to do it this way. All right, I, I could totally understand that. So and I and I owe him, and I, I mean, I reach out to him every now and then, um, and, and I, I let him know that that I am truly. Truly thankful for that. Has he seen your shit since, or is it like I haven't shown him um, uh, just a few weeks ago? And look, I got to be real out, with you. Out of fear. I, <laughs> crazy though, dude. Like, I tell my kids all the time, everything. Oh my god, and I get chills when I think about it because it's funny you mentioned fear because, and we were having the discussion about work and stuff like that before this. But I swear, I swear to you, I've always felt this. Everything you want. Is on the opposite end of fear. It's on the other side of fear. And the truth is, I'm scared about a lot when it comes to photography. I was scared to go out and George, to Georgia to meet him. Like, isn't he not? He might not like my work, and he didn't like my work. <laughs> All right, but I learned from that, and I overcame that fear, and I went. And my God, just two weeks ago, I went to Photoville in New York, and it's probably New York's biggest storytelling, photography storytelling um, showcase. 
essentially. And I was so scared to go because I, I've, I've seen work digitally. It's different when you see it printed out. And over the past year, I've been showing my work, you know, um, to people in the field and stuff like that. And they're all like, oh, it's pretty good, you know. But it's different because you, you want to please yourself when you make art. And the, the issue is, is like, man, I'm such a difficult person to please. And I'm hard on their work too, but I'm even harder on myself. So when I went to Photoville, I was so scared. You know, and I went over there with my girl and she was like, yeah, it'll be fun. You know, but she knew I was feeling a little nervous, but man, I can't believe I'm going to say this, you know, publicly. I mean, I've said it to people in the past, like over the past week, two weeks. So I think it was about two weeks ago, three weeks ago. But I truly felt that this latest work that I've made I don't see why it shouldn't be in a place like Photoville or, or a place where it should be exhibited because it is the human experience. You know what I mean? It's talking about hardships. And, and I don't want to give too much because traditionally what I've done is I show a picture and I'm like, oh, this picture is showing this and this. And but I don't want to do that anymore. I want the picture to speak for Tell itself. Yeah. So uh, I just feel that this most recent work in Ghana um, it's humanity I mean it, it, it's 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 like a lot of love there yeah um, and you were showing us some yeah. of the pictures uh, yeah. you know while Kevin was thinking about his uh, <laughs> his, <laughs> his question you know it, wonderful it, question. I mean but uh, the pictures were good I'm not gonna lie I mean I, fo I followed you all summer like I followed, I followed your Instagram all summer, going holy shit, and just looking at looking at all the different experiences that that you were having and, and the different moments that you were catching, and I was blown away. I was absolutely blown away. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, well, you know, and now that we're now that we're moving a little closer to that, I want. I, now I want to get into I want to get into Ghana and how how you how you started it, what 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 brought you there, and and you know. Well, well, his parents had a cruise. Yeah, oh, yeah. My, I have one lined my up. Parents, they needed a gangbanger. It's, it's, it's been a few years since the last gangbang. Um, Mom was getting the uh, <laughs> Why do you go away for a few weeks, honey? Sure, Mom. Um, <laughs> I'll take the dog. Um, well, no, no, no. Nah. Your parents are like, yo, the dog nah. stays. <laughs> no, he's got, a very, dog, he's got a very he's big a, part of the uh, responsibility. That's amazing. <laughs> my mom's going to hate you guys. No, no my mom's a lot of fun, dude. She's oh, gonna she, wait, she's going to listen to this? I don't know. Hey, you got you got to edit this shit out. No, she's going to listen She's such a, an incredible support. So, of course, she'll listen to it. But, um... So, when you asked me about Ghana before, you know, I, I went into 2011 because in 2011 I had my first experience volunteering. Um, and so I wanted to volunteer again this summer, but I wanted an authentic experience. So, during my lunch breaks at work and stuff, I was looking up different organizations. Um, so, again, my lady was like a huge influence on my life. was like, you know, I had volunteered in... Um, in Costa Rica with this group and you know I looked up the group and stuff like that and I was like yeah this is cool but when I look at all the pictures it's like it's they show work in the community and then they go back to their home in the afternoon and it's 
all people like that look like me and mm -hmm. i don't want that experience like i want to um i want to be immersed in the culture i want to you, you want to be it, yeah i i, I want to uniquely that. Ghanaian experience well Ghanaian yeah. now but in the moment it was like I was torn between Uganda Ghana where do I really want to do the work so you know it's funny but like I, I always like say if I ever travel which I never do because I have no money but like <laughs> if I ever wanted to go somewhere like anywhere I don't want to go to where the tourists are Mm -hmm. Right, I want to go where the like the regular people are, like like the the people that actually live there and their culture, and I want to experience that. You know, I want to be like yeah, kind of like true. in the background, fly on the wall, just to watch. Of course, and, you know, watch what's going on, see how people live. You know, and and you know, like what, what like I go like my wife's from Ohio. When I go to Ohio, my favorite thing to do is go to the local, just the local bar. You know, and oh, like when we went to Baltimore. Yes, yes, yes. What'd you guys do? We 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 planned the trip. We went to an Orioles game. We stayed at my sister's house. You know, and and my brother in law took us out. He goes, "Well, do you want to go here?" I was like, "Yeah, let's." let's. We went to you know, uh, uh, what was it Tilted Kill to eat? Yeah, Twisted. And then, yeah, and then I'm like, I'm like, dude, dude, I want to go like. I want to go to a local joint. I don't want to go to like a touristy place. I, I want to go like, like take us to a dive. <laughs> I want to go to a dive. I want to go to a dive bar. So we went to this dive bar, and they they had the the pint glasses. The advertisement on the pint glasses was for a Bell Bonds place. No, oh, it was fucking awesome. You gotta steal, no, dude. It was no, no. It's funny. I was gonna steal it, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna ask the bartender if I could buy one. Right, so I go to the bar. I go, can I buy one of these glasses? Because I think it's like really, really cool. And she goes, "You can have it." Wow. You know, because everybody steals them, but you asked. You know, so she goes, "Just take it." I'm like, "Cool." You know, and of course that's the one that breaks. Oh, you know, God. not not the stupid jets one I stole from this place. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Because I I don't know something about stealing jet glasses. Yeah, it's something about stealing pint glasses. I like, but it, it's like that's where we. I love. What? No, no, go ahead. No, no, that's where we what? I was gonna say that's where we line danced uh, with, yes, with the that's ladies. What, yes, I was, I was, I was, I was into the vine at the time. Oh, he was taking vines. I like, was taking vines like all week, but but like, remember Vine? It's like it was a, a, a fifteen-second video. An app. Oh, like, Vine! Yeah. I thought yeah, this yeah, was yeah, like yeah. a fucking drug or something. Those are vines. Taking vines with the ladies. Viagra or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, but but like going local like always like fascinates me and but like and that's in the united states you know you get to do it like i love the US. other countries yeah but, you know but, what but speaking it, it, that it, you would have never got that glass if you went to the fucking the great spot you know no! you were able to make the connection with yeah, the yeah, person yeah, yeah. in that bar and they gave you that exactly. from themselves because they saw how much you appreciated that and that, that's why i think it, it speaks to to people like us who who really are into that authentic experience. Yeah, and and it's funny. I, there's like I always want to go to this one bar, and there's never anybody there. There's like two. Like I actually, I had to get out because we we were in Ohio for two weeks. I had to get out. Like I was like, ah, I'm I'm going to Walmart just to walk around, you know, just to get hey, out of the house. Is this where you're getting the oil changed? <laughs> Yes, yes, it was, yes, it was. So, so I was getting. You're on. right, yeah. He te he's texting me all week, telling me like, "Oh, I'm doing this now. Now I'm fucking doing this." And whatever, right? So he takes a picture and he's got a plate of wings in front of him and a beer. And he goes, "I'm getting the oil change." Awesome. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, so I go to the oil change place and 
the the guy's like, oh, well, you gotta wait an hour. I go, that's cool. All right, great. I go, <laughs> and he goes, you go, you're going to Frickers, aren't you? <laughs> I'm like, you know it. And so, yeah. well, so Frickers is like, it's a local joint, but it's kind of like a chain. So I go there, have a couple beers, drip, eat some wings. They call me, hey, your car's done. I'm like, shit. <laughs> so, so, so I get the car. I'm driving back, you know, back to the farm, and I was like, you know what? Going to the tavern. It's called the tavern, the convoy tavern or something like that. So I roll up. There's two people sitting in there. They're playing like Kino, you know. Nice. And, and these are like farmer dudes that must have just got done with it. It's like three o'clock, no, two o'clock in the afternoon. And so I'm like, I'm just, I'm gonna go to the tavern because I think Jen was doing something with her sisters, and I didn't want to go do that. The kids were, no. you know, the grandparents were watching them. And I just sat there, and I just. Looked at, took it I in. looked at the old scenery, like because it's a they, there's so much like old wood, and like there's there's like, just like stories there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like you're saying the stories. I'm and, and like, you know the, the the you could tell that that that's been there forever, like the the bar and and, and the, the 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 shelves behind the bar. You know now they're all glass and all modern and shit. This is still like looks like the original oh, setup. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like the but this is like, this is where I want to be. You know what I mean? I don't want to be in like the club or stuff like, and and yeah. and it's just like when you're ta- talking about all the stuff you're doing, it just takes me back to that. It's just like so, like awesome. You know, it's I mean? cool so, though when so, you feel that. That's like yeah, when you want to like take a photo, and and mm-hmm. I, yes. I really feel yes. if you feel that when you're looking through that viewfinder, that you can actually transport that feeling. Yes. Through the image to the viewer, I guarantee if I took a picture of her at the register, punching in the kino with those two guys. Cropped it right. It and would have been, a, it been it. an awesome picture. And I, I think that's something we can all work on because, you know, the greatest weren't just born with that. It was something that maybe they noticed once or twice and they continued to hone in on and focus on and meditate. Like even now when I don't have the camera, sometimes I'm just like, I mean, you can ask all my friends or you can ask my lady, like, we'll be driving around and I'll be like, my God, that's such a beautiful image. And I do it so much now that when we're driving together and she's like, Oh my God, that's a beautiful image too. Sound like this, and it's something we can all work on. And you know, everybody gets that feeling, and I'm sure you have times, Kev. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just cool. All right, so, all right, you, so now, yeah, 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 and the reason being was I didn't want to go through an organization, so I was sort of um, at a crossroads. We were getting close to um, probably within three or four months of the summer at this point, and I'm like, what do I do? I, I know I got to make a move because air, air, airfare is uh, expensive. And so my girl just said to me, she's like, look, you know, you You've been teaching forever. You got an after school program that's, you know, it, it's been very successful. Normal grant life is like two to four years. This one's been around now seven. Um, she's like, I think you should create your own. I said, get the hell out of here, really? She's like, I'm telling you. And, you know, she's super. This this girl's brilliant. I don't know what the fuck she's doing with me. But um, she's brilliant. And so she said, look, if there's anything you need, you know, I'll support you 100%. And uh, I'll make sure, you know. I'll check it and whatnot. So I said, fine. 
So I started throwing together lesson plans and like, how can we make this happen? And where do I want to go with this place? And just really thinking about all different things. And I just started watching the signs around me. Um, and her niece was just in Ghana. Uh, her, her niece studies in UPenn um, in Philly. And she's uh, she took like a biomedical engineering class where they went to Ghana to work with uh, premature babies and they were developing a blanket. This is this stuff I have to mention it because it's just so mind shattering. We talk about photography like it's something important. These kids from UPenn are developing a blanket for premature babies that has like the temperature of a human being, right? And mm-hmm. the blanket beats and it has the heart oh, rhythm like of, a, the of the mother. mother. That's cool. So, and it could take all the vitals of the baby. Um, oh, wow when the baby's resting because it feels like it's with the mother and so listening to her story and listening to her stories of ghana i said yo it's got to be ghana come up with the lesson plans and uh ilian my girl was like you know what she's like i studied in egypt in college under this professor his name was dr otto and what the fuck am I doing with my life? <laughs> she's amazing. She's bro. fucking this Egypt. Girl's amazing. Like yeah, dude. Like she's amazing. <laughs> we don't go anywhere. I'm done. Nah, dude, get out of here. I came back to Cardi. <laughs> <laughs> Cardi's off the hook. <laughs> um, and so she said, "I'm gonna hook you up with this professor. I think he'll like, you know, what what you got going. He's from Ghana." And so I sent them, you know, the proposal and. He asked what my personal interests were. I told him documentary photography, this, that, and the third. And he's like, I think I can find something for you. Give me some time. And within a few days, he hooks me up with a headmaster of a school um, who happens to be a close family friend. The headmaster reaches out to me. Um, We go back and forth. The program was designed to reach out to effectively uh, reach out to about 15 to 20 kids using sport meditation and art um, to have like a cross-cultural boundary so I've also been working on a a project called home for the past six months now it's documenting what is home Um, there are outtakes from Sevilla Spain Portugal I don't know if you've seen that stuff didn't weren't you taking pictures of Hoboken and Jersey City yeah just all over and you were like this this is is my home home. project this is my home project and the home project's still going on it's like more of a long term project Um, so what I did was I brought I I guess it would be considered an excerpt I brought a small portion of my home project with me to Ghana and I educated them about what home was like here for me what it represented to me and my mom after 45 years of teaching donated a ton of art supplies and stuff like that and so day one for the kids they had to come up with one item that represented home for them and so effectively we shared culture day one day two they had to do it with a different medium which was like painting at one point then there was like sculpture and so there was always this cross-cultural feel and that was just the art portion the the sports portion was I brought my ultimate goal was like what's the most American sport I could think of it was just baseball Mm -hmm. so I started off by scaffolding you know educationally scaffolding is is the term we use to build something up to that level we want to be at so I started off talking about the rules of baseball then I introduced kickball because soccer is like their national sport Mm -hmm. and so we used kickball to learn running the bases etc and then I brought a wiffle ball you know, so we had all of these things 
working for us all by doing team building meditation daily how did they how did they take to like the whole baseball thing they loved it man did they really no they loved it (laughs) really they they, honestly they loved it I, i mean one thing i have to say and i'm very fortunate i haven't been everywhere but i've been to enough places where i'm comfortable enough where i can make certain uh I don't want to say judgments. I don't think that's the right word. But I can make certain observations about a place. And I have to say, aside from anything, strip away everything. Strip away the program from Ghana. Strip away the camera. The Ghanaians are, hands down, the most welcoming, loving people I have ever come across in my life. Hands down. So I think that I could have brought, you know... I don't know, a roll of scotch tape and, uh, I don't know, a, a cardboard box. And we would have had fun with it because yeah. they're just so open to anything. I've, I've been, you know, associated with a couple kids from Ghana. And like, oh, really? You know, yeah, and very polite, very nice, very great kids. You know, Beautiful. and, you know, it's, it's you know, just, just you know, and, and, and they were just Awesome, awesome kids, you know, and very, very like, just, it was, it was, yeah. I never like felt said, more at very, home. Very mm-hmm. polite. When you, um, it, it's funny that, you, that you're saying, like, you, you know, you could just bring this cardboard box and, and have fun with it. Like, I was, again, looking through your, looking through your Instagram. Were you playing with a cardboard box and having a good time? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I can see he's sitting in it. <laughs> right, right? He's got that great. Right, he's got, he's, no, 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 I can see this guy. Son, I can see this guy. I can see this guy sitting with the tape, making like the fucking no. face. <laughs> Remember the little face you was making? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sitting in the cardboard box and just giggling to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> but I saw on your Instagram, um, the kids, you, the pictures you took of the kids, and they're they're playing with like, like almost it was like a kite, mm-hmm. you know, and like some some other sort of like just like it looked like a piece of paper that they were just like making it look like it was flying, and like growing up in like late seventies, early eighties, like that's the shit that we played with. You know, we didn't have we didn't have Kindles and 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 iPads and all that kind of shit. To play with, we had like old school toys. We had old school and, you, toys, you know. And, and I had stuffed animals with wires in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I you know, shit. I remember yeah, that I shit. That. You know, I had that dangerous shit that they used to fucking. Yeah. You, you put a match to it, that shit goes no, up. That, that shit will burn your house down. But you know, I had that shit. You know, which was the best. <laughs> but it just it just struck me that like, you yeah, know, like we like, had lawn darts that look like javelins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it just struck me like look like look at what they're playing with, you know, and they're. And they're happy, you know, and they and they can make anything out of it. You know what I mean, bro? Uh, you know, uh, one thing I, I failed to mention and I was alluding to, but I got so caught up in it is that the need. So the program was for fifteen to twenty kids, and, and this touches upon what you were saying. Day one of the program, and I only found out the ne- literally a few hours before I got on the plane. I, I had collected all this stuff that I felt, wow, this is perfect. We got a great amount for all the kids. And then the headmaster emailed me. He's like, oh, the kids are so excited. And this is as I'm laying down to bed, my final night in Jersey for the next, you know, month. Um, He reaches out and he's like, the kids are super excited. There's 120 kids waiting. And and I said, oh, my God. And I looked at my girl and she was half asleep. She was helping me out all day. And I said, babe, 
oh my god she's like what's wrong honey what's wrong and i was like there's 120 kids in the program i said it's only supposed to be for 15 to 20 and i bring that up because with the need like that it broke my heart daily because the school the normal ratio for a classroom is one teacher to 100 students Jesus oh my Christ. god yeah um and the facility doesn't have everything it needs and that's all and this is a private school so a private school costs about two hundred dollars every like three months or so um which is an exorbitant cost yeah, for yeah, a Canadian yeah, yeah. family um so the deal is this um every day i'd be teaching those kids and there would literally be no lie because it's an open air classroom there's about 50 to 60 kids at the window every day watching me teach and giving out pencils and paper and everything to these kids and they don't and get all they can do is watch so oh. every day i would try to rip a small piece of paper or give a post-it and a pencil snap a pencil in half sharpen it and give it and just to give a kid at the window a small piece of paper or just for them to get one stroke of a paintbrush on that post-it mm. they were like showing everybody what they got so i bring it up because it is so true what you said. They would play with anything. So maybe you've seen some of the images. And the majority of the stuff that I share on like social media, it's only with the iPhone or an outtake that I'm not going to use for mm -hmm. an exhibition or something, which you know I'm hoping to get. Um, so I can't really share like everything I'm working on. I would love to. But sometimes the iPhone's better too because it's like, it's in that moment. Yeah, yeah, right there. It's just... in that moment. And I think sometimes that is so much better than sharing, like, look at this thing I made, you know, six months ago. It's in that moment. And what you'll see sometimes in that moment are children with attire. And I don't know if you've seen those images, but the, I came across it all the time. Children with attire. And I was like, my God, why, where are they getting these tires from? And they say, you know, sometimes... It's from a junkyard or it's just junk from an old car and, you know, their parents will pull it off or their older brother or sister will pull it off the car. Mm. And the reason why they have the tire is that's the equivalent of an American child playing with a matchbox car. So yeah. when they wheel this tire, they're in their head driving, oh, using their God. imagination, driving the car. So a, a, a busted old tire or taking paper and adding string to it and making it fly like a kite. I mean, it's so innovative. Um, it, anything that they can just use their imagination to make just made the kids so happy, dude. That's fucking. It's so humbling, dude. I'm, dude. I'm fucking like blown away right now. I yeah. really am. I'm you not guys lying. should go. I'm, I'm like, you really should. You know, if you have the opportunity, that'll be our. I, I that'll be our trip next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So, right, so, so, so next, next, <laughs> next, hey, next summer, you stay here with my wife and my kids. <laughs> I out ten I'll, weeks. Yeah, yeah, ten, ten weeks. Ten, ten weeks. Ten weeks. You stay in this at this nut house. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. You know, I'm fortunate because the the school was so happy with the program that they signed on for another year That's and great, so man. um luckily you know we're going back i'm so happy and i have at the moment about 10 people that have ex expressed interest in going so um you know but i understand financial circumstances hey, hey Jen, Jen, i'm going to college again <laughs> once i see it <laughs> all right i'm i'm getting a divorce Dude, they, have, <laughs> they have great local bars over there so. I would love that. I would love to go. Dude, amazing. And, and, and just, I would go for a week. Can I just go for a week? Yeah. 
Like, the program's like, going to be two weeks for the teachers. Like, we'll do um, some football and shit, and then, Dude, like... that's it. So, <laughs> it, the beautiful thing is, um, which we're actually writing up all the proposals and stuff like that right now, so it's kind of like another full-time job. But luckily, you know, I got an awesome support system. Um, you guys could teach whatever you want, and that that's the beauty of it. So, you know, you don't even have to be a teacher. So, if you have a passion... Right, your passion's football. Yeah, you wanted yeah. to go over and teach American football. The only thing you would have to do, you submit like lesson plans. Yeah. Um, What's that? We make sure the lesson plans are like, uh, you know, good. Like, what are you going to be doing from this time to this time? It's only about three or four hours a day you'll be teaching, well, and you have to bring twelve and thirteen. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then you got to bring the supplies like bandanas, because obviously you don't want to tackle or you know use the yeah, like yeah, a flag yeah, football yeah, yeah, yeah. type system, and. People love art. They love dance. And there's so many opportunities to teach, give that joy. You could teach podcasting. You yes, could. Yes, <laughs> yes. Dude, they, I'm like, all right, kids, kids, get your iPhones out. And they're yeah. like, they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's no, I don't crazy. Wanna, I don't we have so many, we have so much technology here that an iPhone over there is like, not many people have it, you know? They, yeah. they do, do they have it, though? Like, yeah, is, they do. Is there, they like, do. All right. They do, but... The the way Wi Fi there is it's it, <laughs> it, it, it is there's there's one that I know of in Accra in the mall, um, and I you know what's sad you guys are gonna be like yo dude you suck um, <laughs> the majority of the people that I talk to um, understand that there's a common misconception when talking about African countries um, so there is or there are people, I should say, that do have, you know, the iPhone, right? There's people there that have the iPhone 10 or whatever, and they have their gadgets. There are people there with Range Rovers, Porsche. Here's the deal. They are just so few and far between because in the same continent you're dealing, uh, not even the same continent, but specifically in the country you're and the continent as well, you're dealing with such extreme poverty. Like, I watched, like, babies pick up grains of rice and I, I, I often reference it pick up grains of rice that were on the floor to just eat the grains of rice like I've never seen poverty like that it, Brazil was like and I know Brazil was difficult Cuba was difficult it, all these places were difficult to see but the poverty I saw there was at sort of a different level in Ghana? And, yeah, yeah the need is is much greater so it's funny, you know, we do fuck around and we're like, yo, we're going to teach them podcasting. But a lot of those skills are few and far between, you know, like the, there's a real skill set that comes with this using technology, leveraging social media. Um, how can we step into the 21st century? Right. And say, hey, we've arrived because for so long, the power and the wealth has been concentrated at the top of that system mm -hmm. where it never really trickles it, down it, yeah. to the people. and things like social media using podcasts using uh, a camera and stuff like that my god you're giving the power of communication to people mm -hmm. which is i mean yeah. limitless yeah. and you're creating awareness yeah absolutely for, for a cause or for hell yeah that's interesting that, that that's really interesting that that's like i mean you guys could connect with anyone with this 
For a minute, I thought he was trashing us. <laughs> saying, like, uh, no! yo, 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 you guys are assholes oh, talking no, about no. podcasting. But then, he, no, but then not he, at you, all. Spun, you spun it. All right, it I'll accept it. It's, it's 100% true. Yo, I mean, I get very passionate when I talk about the topic because I don't see a change in myself, but a lot of people are like, oh, man, you really changed since you come back. I was like, damn, was I a dick before I left? But I just think. You have a whole new perspective. I have a, real, a whole and, new and perspective. On a, on, and, on. Um, and it's crazy because things are cyclical. And I mean, one of the byproducts of, of the whole experience was what I was able to make on the camera, what I was able to, to produce. Um, but that only came because people saw that I was in their village and I was interacting with the kids and they were more eager to be like, oh, my God. Who are you? But, yeah, I was just I was just gonna ask that question. Is that or, or I was wondering what that you went down there to teach, and you went down like you went down there with this um, with this organization with this program. You didn't go down there with a photography organization. You know what I mean? No. I so like, how, I want to know like I'm how not just me. How did you weave yourself into shooting when it, I was down there? Yeah, like how did you get? You know, how do you approach somebody and say, you know, can I, you know, can I take a picture? Can I follow you around all That's day? That's not easy. You know, um, look, you just got to, you got to take the chance. You know, and because it's like the moment, you know, because you don't want to be like, oh, you're, you're you know, you're, you're having such a tough life. I want to show everybody, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you, you like, can't, oh my God, you, you are so poor, you, you know, and yeah, I got to show, I got to show, but. You can't look. You, you don't can't. Wanna, you that, don't that, that, that's a hard question because they know what they know what the fuck you're doing. You know what I mean? Like they they understand what you're doing. Do they know? But did, like uh, it's gonna but sound. They have to such understand a that question. your heart's in the right place. But do they know what other people have and like what we live like? And do they? Yeah. Do they Do they know? Like it's yeah, so, man. Look, like, a lot of so, people like, want to come to the U.S. Like when I'm down there, you know, specifically um, the headmaster of the school that that I worked with, he just wants to come and visit. They won't even give them a, a visa. So they're denying all visas, you know, because um, I think we all know the. I don't want to get too political because I do get in trouble at work because they say I'm too political. Um, but, I mean, it's out there. Anyone can fucking YouTube it. We know the current administration's take on African, quote unquote, shithole nations. Mm-hmm. This is what was said. Yeah. Those are not my words, you know. That's what the President of the United States was take, saying. So, obviously, they're totally taken back by that. They know about that, but it doesn't change the fact that they still want to come and experience American culture. However, when you have an administration that doesn't allow people over, mm-hmm. you know, what, what do you I don't know. It's just very frustrating in that sense. They know what... They know what what goes on here. They they know what we have because, as far as the world's concerned, I think American. I don't want to say consumerism, but American pop culture is everywhere. Although they do have a very nice handle, I have to say, on their own. Ghanaians have their their music is uniquely their own. They they do really embrace their their own culture, which I love. They have their own music, their own station, and it's very trendy hip-hop, stuff like that, reggae, dancehall stuff. But, I mean, they know who Beyonce is, you know? They know who Jay-Z is, and, you know? It's like, come on. It's that idea of an American dream, you know? 
So how did you? How did you? How did I slide yourself in there? Um. You know how did you? How did you get into somebody's kitchen and say, "Let me take a picture of you while you're." Man, so I had an idea for the project. I wanted an authentic experience because I wanted to be shooting twenty four seven. Plain and simple. I knew if I was going to be sitting in a house with a bunch of Europeans or a bunch of white dudes from America, that I'm not going to want to. I'm not going to want to shoot. Exactly. <laughs> I'm in Africa. I'm, what the fuck am I going to be doing? I'm spending eight hours at home. Um, so the goal was to somehow, some way, um, just shoot twenty four seven. So I would just get comfortable by shooting in the home. I let people know. I always carry the camera. I don't have it on me right now, but I always carry the camera. Um, even when I go to work in the morning, I have the camera on me. It, I, I had to learn to make the camera a part, part of, of my body. Um, so I won't shoot initially. And that's something I learned when in Georgia. Um, these two Iranian photojournalists, they, they were talking to me about how, how they studied. Not that they studied, but... Iranians are very often blamed for the Syrian conflict. And so the one Iranian photojournalist went to um, a, a refugee camp in Iraq for Syrians. And they knew he was per, uh, Iranian because mm-hmm. he was speaking Persian. So they looked at him negatively, obviously. And they're like, oh, I don't want to F with this dude, whatnot. But he just always hung the camera on his shoulder, never took a picture. But... He would help the women with water. He would light someone's cigarette. He would just be of use for others mm-hmm. until a few days went by. And then they'd be like, what's with the camera? And he's like, oh, I'm a photojournalist, blah, blah, blah. And then their guard was down. And then it's like, oh, beautiful. Take my picture. And it became funny. So it's almost like a dance. You're dancing. Mm-hmm. And then you want to enter the heart. You know? So I had the camera on me for a few days. And I didn't even take a photo. I took photos where I knew I could take photos. Um... But I wouldn't, I wouldn't take invade photos. Or I wouldn't invade space. And so you, you built that's the trust. a big change. You built, you built, built the, the trust. trust with the people, and then they eventually let you come in their kitchen, which I love that picture. Yeah. The, yeah. the one picture of, of the lady in the kitchen. I, I, yeah, Juliet. Oh, and so I, get to, I, 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 I get to know people and, um, because I'm genuinely interested. It's not like, hey, I've got to get to know these people you know, for my photographs. It's just that I want to get to know them because... I care about their experience. It, it means everything to me. I, I have to tell you, I feel Ghanaian, I feel Brazilian, I feel Cuban, I feel like I'm from Georgia. And I mean, everywhere I've ever gone, I feel that I've taken on the fabric of that place because... I truly immersed myself in it. Like, I didn't eat meat for a long time. Not a, that long, but for the better part of a year, which was a lot for me, man. I eat meat fucking every meal. But when I went to Georgia, they had these wonderful meat dishes. Now, I could sit there and be like, no, sorry. But I want to feel it. I want to I experience the culture. And the best way to do that is to just dive in, be open, have no... Um, have no fears or have fears but just say fuck it yeah. you just gotta go with it you know 
Now, now do you think diving into the culture, I, I mean, the obvious question, but do you think it helps you take better pictures? And That's a, a great question, yeah. It definitely does, because if you're timid and you don't want to be there, it's going to show. It's really going to show. Um, yeah, it'll, you, you'd be like taking a picture through the window and shit. And yeah, stuff. I mean, <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, from far away. If you don't, and, and, you know, it's funny you bring that up because I think that's also a big change from uh, my early work versus now. Yeah. So my other earlier work, the camera had a zoom lens. And this is a super minor change that I made in my life that has changed everything. So with a zoom, I could be, you know... Let's just say, you know, football numbers. I could be at an end zone. Yeah. And I could take a picture of someone on the 50-yard line, and I could look like you're we're right sitting at this table. So I said, what the fuck am I going to do, man? How am I going to get more intimate shots? So one thing I changed, because remember when I told you I, I didn't pick up a camera for yeah. a few months? One thing I changed was I went out and I bought a used Fuji camera that I'm not able to change the lens and it's just a stock 35 millimeter lens that's on the camera and i can't zoom it or anything right all right and so what this has caused for me is it 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 has made me walk closer to the scene and actually go up in people's face yeah as i say if you want a shot of somebody's face you got to be in their face exactly and so now i have to build a relationship in order to do that because it's just rude to just Pull the camera out. Yeah. Wow, that's cool that you know you you have that opportunity to actually do that. You know, it, <laughs> you gotta it, keep it, doing it, it man. Yeah, yeah. I know it's awesome. awesome. I, I, it's such it's such a cool like cool like thing to do. You know what I mean? It's like it's like so like people don't get to do that. I feel, yeah, I feel lucky, dude. I, I I feel really lucky. I'm just I'm so blessed. Like, I, I was so you gotta suffer for like. What, seven months to enjoy your life? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's eight months. Eight months and eight months out. Jesus Christ. Yo, but the truth is, like, I talk to the kids a lot about, you know, chasing their dreams. And nobody told me when I was in high school, like, dude, I failed a lot. When I talk about failing, I failed so much in high school. Um, and I talk to the kids a lot, like, if they have a hobby, that they should seriously consider pursuing that. Because in a world where everyone has college degrees because they have to have college degrees and, you know, all this stuff. And, you know, pleasing your parents is wonderful and everything. But if you have a hobby, you know, they, they, there's no better time than now. I, I, re, I truly believe this. To make your hobby into, like, a profitable type thing. Am I profiting with what I'm doing? No, but it's not about profit for me. Yeah. But I'm getting to do everything I ever wanted as a kid. I get to see cultures, experience, you know, new people. I get to make art and tell their story. I feel like I'm living my dream. I, I really do. And, and I, I think once you're on that path, that's the important part. Wherever you get at that moment, however many years from now, is where it is. But mm-hmm. right yeah. now, you must appreciate it. So, so that, that, and this is funny, because you, 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 know, you speak about talking with kids, telling them to pursue your hobbies. A lot of their hobbies have to do with either video games or electronics or, you know, stuff like that. Oh, I'm going to play Fortnite. I'm, re- I'm, I'm really good at this game. I'm, you know, and, and there is a avenue for that. But but you're doing something that, you know, like like with, with the photography, you're doing something that's kind of like a, a lost 
I don't want to say a lost art, but it's it's like a. It's definitely more niche, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, and I, and I think. A, a a great picture or a great moment captured, can be more intriguing now than, it was when they're you know like, when we didn't have all these distractions with the TVs and the and the, and the video games and, you know and that stuff and and it's funny because like you know you challenge your kids to do that, and they got to think about like. You know what is that hobby or what is that passion or what is that thing that I like to do? Yeah. You know to to change. You know to do it. You know and you know it's it's interesting. But it, that's it, it, why I think school is important too because school, I think, kind of opens up those doors. I mean, for kids to see what's out there. So. Let's say I have a student who doesn't happen to like history class. That's okay. But all that student needs to do is pass history. But let's say that that same student is an incredible drummer. Right? And he just sees drumming as just a class that's given to him in school, but he loves doing that. But he knows his parents want him to be a doctor, a lawyer, or maybe a a, a teacher, maybe a police officer, a firefighter, nurse, whatever. Or a clown. Right? Or a clown. <laughs> but check this. That love for drumming might have been given to him by that teacher in the classroom, you know, that's teaching band. And that's what I mean is, yeah, the Fortnite, all this stuff's out there, and there's only going to be X amount of kids that get to become video game developers or app developers, which is still scientific in nature, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, But, but... For kids that find, you know, drumming or they maybe they like chemistry class or whatnot. This is the importance of school today, I think, because it kind of should be a broad scope of things. And I don't think we should focus so much on the little details, but it should be all liberal. It should be liberal arts where, hey, this is what I want to do and I want to work on this. And I want to yeah. work my whole life towards this. I'll do what I got to do in history class and all these other classes yeah. to become mm-hmm. to be a drummer. Yeah. Yeah. To do what and, I and, and it's funny because you, you there, there is a change, you know, from, from what I'm you know, seeing and reading that, you know, schools are trying to become more diverse in what they're offering. You know, like, like you know, some schools offer the auto mechanics. Mm-hmm. You know, some offer cooking. You know, um, some have a like dental programs and stuff like that. So, so there is other things that they're trying to, well, and you know, like the like uh, the the in the town we're in, there there's a childcare class, All right. where yeah. they have you know uh, uh, kids come in and they're part of this childcare program. I actually took I actually took that in high school. What? Well, ch- yeah, child yeah. Care, so yeah. so yeah. So it's been around for a while, but now we're starting to, you know, expand that idea, of of you know, doing different, you know, things in the schools, you know, for the kids to, you know, learn from. All right. So you were, so you were in Ghana. Okay. You were (laughs) embedded with, uh, with the people there. Um, and you went through, you know, what you went through, like their daily lives and, and everything. And, and you were, you were running the, running the class, the, the class at the program. Um, so bring us through like, you know, how, how you left and, and, and how it was and everything like that. Cause I know you told me it was like real emotional and, and shit like that. So yeah, it was, uh, it was an emotional experience. It was pretty awesome. Uh, 
before I left, uh, I actually went to church service with them, and I'm not, I'm a very spiritual person, not super religious. Really yeah, but it's a big difference between spiritual and religious. Yeah, you know? but, yeah, I, you yeah. know, I went out of um, respect for the family that I was staying with. Um, they go to, like, four- or five-hour church services, so I was in church one of my final Sundays there, maybe a week or so before I left, and these two young kids pulled me out of church, which I was so thankful for. Um, not that the church service wasn't interesting. <laughs> it was just at the portion where they continued for like an hour and like, a half. Come on. Like, come asking on. Wait, 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 wait. Let's be honest. No, no one wants to sing. <laughs> no, for five hours. That's why, that's why I don't fucking go For five hours. All right, five hours. Five. And the last what? hour of church was oh asking for donations of these people who were already struggling economically. So it was kind of like, damn. So these two kids pulled me out of church. And Do they have wine and shit there? Or no, there, no. There, no. A lot of dancing. It was really awesome. Yeah. The dancing was, was the coolest part, the worship. But <clears throat> other than that, I don't like to be confined. I was in this space, so I just had to get out. Fortunately, these kids came to my rescue. <laughs> about like 19, 20 years old. They're brothers. Um, and they, they took me outside of church, and they had a tape measure on them. And one had a clipboard, and they started to, like, size me up, like, I said, what the hell? They said, we're your, we're your new tailors. And I started laughing. Um, and I bring it up because I, I thought it was a real touching thing because the family that I <coughs> stayed with, they didn't have a lot of money or anything like that, but they hired these two young boys uh, to, to make clothing for me, traditional uh, Ghanaian church clothing oh. for me. So they gave me, um, before I left, it was amazing that... The, the mother of the household, um, actually the lady in the, the kitchen in that yeah, picture, yeah, yeah. she hired them I, I to, make, to make uh, Ghanaian church suits for me. So in case I ever wanted to go to church with them again in the future or just, you know, a more formal wear. So I just thought it was amazing. And even now that I've come home, um, I use them. I wear them to work. Um, you know, people have their comments, but the kids enjoy it, um, and I don't know. It just makes me feel at home. Okay. Um, I, 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 I just love the fact that you could, like, embed yourself in a, in a culture. Like, that, that's a talent in itself. Yeah, you I was, know, I was it, just going to say, it, like, it, I don't it's think... It's really, like, it, 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 it's... I don't it's think a, anybody can go down there as, as, as open and loving and accepting as you say they are. I don't think... Just anybody can go down there. I think it, I think it's you, and I think it's the it's the way you approach it. I think it's the appreciation of their culture that you have, um, the 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 work ethic that you have. You know, like everything about you screams to them. Let this guy in. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I mean it's it's possible, but. I think I'd be taking too much credit for that because yeah, no, just no, but being you, but, with them, though, you're going to see, like, and I hope you do get the opportunity to see, and maybe you'll feel that or see that in the images, but spending time there, they want you to feel welcomed and comfortable, and, like, for example, if they put a dish that you might not be used to in front of you, you have the opportunity. Do you want to eat it or not? If you choose not to eat it, that's fine. However, if you do and you make that choice to eat it, it's touching for them to see that you're willing to yeah. be open mm. to that. See, see now, 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 this brings up a whole like bunch of other thoughts that I have, <laughs> where it's like 
You have like, you know, you 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 can put some asshole in there that's trying to push a picture, you know, and maybe get it done. But you know, it might not be the same. But it, it it's it's the the you know going into the culture that makes the picture even better. You know what I mean? Because like some like like do you think of all right? Put it this way: some some asshole frat boy just trying to take a picture. Like, would they be allowed into the culture? Uh, you know what I mean? Welcome it, them. A... They'd welcome them, but the truth is, if I think with anything, would you welcome someone in your house? You know, you guys are wonderful people. You're welcoming me into, you know, yeah. the studio. And, oh, um, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It's No, but it's the truth. You're welcoming me here. Now, I'm sure you'd be open to others coming in here and not everyone's going to have the same exact approach. Um, and I bring it up because even though others might not be so, I don't know, receptive to your welcome or whatnot, you guys would still try to play the best host possible. Um, and I think that's that's what I was fortunate enough to step into and I just went along with it because it just felt right. It felt yeah. good to be there and to be welcome. You know, it's not easy to be 5,000 plus miles from home. Yeah. You know, for an extended period of time missing your family, you know, your girl, your dog, you know, n- normal everyday life but to wake up, to have coffee, to have breakfast with with, with your family, you know, away from your family, it, it's a beautiful thing. How can you not feel welcomed? Hey, we're going to wrap this up. Oh, we're going to wrap it up? Yeah. Uh, so, um, let's take care, take care of some business. Business. All right. Um, I honestly don't know what's, uh, what's going on with the uh, Talking Dads podcast. Uh, they haven't posted up in a while oh, or whatever, no? oh, and right. I didn't ask Mike about it, but got some news. Oh, oh, oh. They had a girl. Yes! There you go. Yeah, Good, for them. Good for them. Good for them. All right. They had a girl. Um... <laughs> We're going to clean classes here. Uh, yeah. um, Good for them. So I think Mike might be a little busy for the next uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, they should come years. out of the show. <laughs> keep putting the shows out. And so, shit, yeah. Um, like, so, yeah. Talking Dads podcast. Congratulations to, to Mike um, and Caitlin and um, their brand new baby. So, uh you know, congratulations. Good luck to you guys. Uh, so that's Talking Dads podcast. We've got Tune Styles. Nice. Tune Styles podcast. One We've of got, my favorite shows. One of my favorites. we got Brian and Jay. Um, they, just Google them. Two man. guys. Just, t- Google just, them. just Google them. Google them. I love Jay, man. <laughs> <laughs> two guys talking about music. Um, uh, what was the, what's the last uh, episode that they had? The um, they had the uh, top. Uh, oh, the top albums. Of the all top time albums all on top. that yeah, one. And, and it was cool because like they actually tried to get the actual top albums, but so many compilations kept oh, popping, popping up, up, and it wasn't true top albums because. A lot of the top albums were actually compilations, like, like greatest hits. <laughs> they were like they were like greatest hits yeah. albums, and you're like, and, but the people were thinking that they were actually, and, and they're actually going back to like you know the the, the 80s and 70s and 60s, and yeah. these albums are popping up, but they weren't the true album. It was actually the compilation, and they were doing it forever, you know, and it was just like. It, 
It was awesome. Yeah, it was a good show. It was it was it was interesting we've to see the whole. We've actually been talking to Brian and Jay about us getting on. The when show. are we getting on the show? Right. Because we're coming. <laughs> we're coming right. to fucking show said it, up. We, we, we said it. We said it last episode. I, right, Brian, Jay, we are coming, and I'm telling you right now, whatever you plan, just throw don't, it out the window because plan. it ain't gonna stick don't to plan, it. Don't plan. Don't plan. Don't plan some shit. We'll talk about some music shit. We'll fucking do it, and I'll we'll, we won't curse though. We'll try not to. We'll curse, try not to cuss. Just get your beep button. You know. <laughs> just, beep, 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 beep. Um. Next, we got Berry's Home Improvements. Oh God, I love and Barry. And Handyman Services. Barry. Berry's Home Improvements. <laughs> Jason Berry. <laughs> Berry's Home Improvements dot com. Eight six two eight nine nine eight three three seven. Jason Berry is a great guy. Comes over as soon as you call him. He, he gets there as quick as he can. He fixes everything. Makes it efficient. And very, very reasonably priced. As a matter of fact, if you call and you mention BSP, all right, he will give you 10% off on your um, on your bill for uh, for whatever it is that you need. So it's Barry's Home Improvements and Handyman Services, Barry'sHomeImprovements.com, 862-899-8337. And we've got Party Boss Entertainment, ladies and gentlemen. My DJ company, we do weddings, we do birthdays, we do bar mitzvahs, all right? We do lots of other things. We do uh, karaoke gigs, we do bar gigs. Speaking of, we've got Riley's Bar and Grill, 426 Carney yes. Avenue, Carney, New Jersey. Every Wednesday night, it is Karaoke Wednesday at Riley's Bar and oh Grill, hosted God. by me, Kevin, with Party Boss Entertainment. For the last... It goes from 8 until midnight... Oh, oh. Can I talk? Well, well, shit. Let me get it. Through. All right, all right, all right. fucking please. Just want to jump on in? No, there. no, no. Go ahead, guys. I mean, do, do your fucking you know, thing. It's not do always fucking... about you. No. <laughs> all right. So it's karaoke Wednesdays, eight to midnight. Go ahead. What do you, what do you want to say? I forgot. Oh well. No, no, no. <laughs> for the for the past what is it? Four weeks now? Was it been a month? Uh, it's been almost a three, month. Yeah. Three weeks. Uh, About three weeks. Three weeks for a month. Every every. Time we go, it is an experience. Yes, and it's a and it's a different crowd, and pe- different people show up, and it's a blast. Yeah, and we it's have a, a it's good a, time. It's always pretty packed in there. Yes, so yes, we got a lot we do. of people. Yes. So get there eight to midnight. Um, I, I've got tons and tons of songs. I've got wireless mics. So come on in uh, and, and see everybody that's there. We got Kristen, the owner, Bink. All right. Well, you got you got my batteries too. You're gonna. Yeah, yeah, I can hear your fucking yeah, batteries. Yeah, I want batteries. Oh, yeah, you need eight AA batteries. All right, I got you, man. I said, I said two. No, no. You brought a bag. Keep them. Well, something didn't work. I didn't know if half didn't work, so we'll figure it out. Riley's Bar and Grill, 426 Carney Avenue, Carney, New Jersey. Karaoke Wednesday, 8 till midnight. Ladies and gentlemen. Party Boss Entertainment, Party Boss NJ, and Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you want to give us a, send us an email, you want to hire us for something, it's PartyBossNJ at gmail.com. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to John and Kevin's Big Stupid Podcast. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Facebook and Instagram, it is Big Stupid Podcast. On Twitter, it is Big Stupid Podcast, but on Twitter, there is no I in stupid. Ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, putting this out there now, oh, oh, okay, Uh-oh. coming up, 
February is going to be our one year. Woo! One year yes. anniversary. Yes. All right. Congrats. Let's do it. Big stupid podcast, and we are going to have a bash. There are bash. Uh, there are details to come. All right, but right now I'm just putting it out there, guys, just so you know. Put it on your radar. All right, we are going to have a bash, and and the details are coming soon. So we're just we're teasing you, giving you a little little crumbs. All right, sticky. So um, that's uh, that's going to be coming soon. Uh, Big stupid podcast. Uh, Yeah, no, I in stupid. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, we have had Mark. Yes, awesome, awesome. Do you have anything coming up that you want to plug? You got anything in, in, in any kind of galleries coming up? Anything? I do, but I got to get through a review first. So before uh, I plug anything, I just want to... Plug your... Um, you want Instagram plug your or Instagram, something? Instagram, or, Facebook, or something? Yeah, yeah, you could just Google or Instagram Mark Fusco. M-A-R-C-F-U-S-C-O. Mark Fiasco. Mark My Fiasco. My friends call me Fiasco. So. <laughs> M-A-R-C-F-I-A-S-C-O. But um, I just appreciate you guys having me here. Well, we, dude, listen, dude, we, we love we, having listen, you. We had we, a great time. I'm, it, I'm not going to lie. It's not going to be long before we <laughs> invite you back because this is awesome. No, it, was, it was a good time. There's, and there's so much we probably missed and we didn't even get yeah. a chance to talk about because... Ah, shit, I don't even know what I said. We've been here for Oh, we do that all the time. <laughs> I go back and listen. I'm like, what okay. the fuck? <laughs> you got to edit it. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Got, we got Mark here. Yeah, it was great. Thank time. you. All right. Um, John, you got anything else you want to say? Have fun, everybody. Have fun.